Hey, look, I gotta go out and get it. 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 Woke up that morning, I looked in the mirror, said, I gotta go out and get it. I gotta go out and get it. I gotta go out and I gotta yuck. Hello and welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and the song you just heard is Get It by Caleb Mitchell, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Tion Ware. Tion was a four-time undefeated state champion from Edmond North High School in Oklahoma. He traveled 45 minutes south and attended the University of Oklahoma, where he was a four-time All-American, three-time finalist, and two-time NCAA champion. Tion is back coaching at his alma mater as an assistant coach and is using his experience to help develop the next national champion at Oklahoma. Hopefully, he's also developing his NBA 2K skills as well. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Tion Ware. What's it like to be be back in Oklahoma? It's busy, man. I tell yeah. you, man. You know what I mean? You go from a quiet town in Laramie to, to traffic, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> football football is a whole lot different you know so mm-hmm. man like we had practice in the morning it took me an hour to get to practice and i'm only 15 minutes away really it, it's so packed wow <laughs> so it's big how, how big is norman i really don't know how big norman is i've been gone for so long but they've yeah. gotten bigger since really yeah oh yeah huh and it's yeah nice like, it's what it's a nice college town yeah yeah, how are how are they doing? You know, after beating Kansas, that was a big win. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know things are coming crazy. If we're hooting and hollering because we survived Kansas in football, <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, I mean, hey, Kansas is doing that thing. I'm happy for yeah. them. That I think once a lot of people don't understand. You know, we're hey, we in a rebuild here. We hey, we yeah. have a new. Co- Look at all the new coaches around the league that have taken over programs. They're not just, you know, oh, who ride? I mean, Lincoln Riley might be one of the few, but everybody's going through a rebuild that that's mm-hmm. taken over. Yeah. Do you do you follow football pretty closely then? Since that was kind of I'll your, watch. yeah. I watch it. I watch yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I um, you know, you were a good football player, and so um, one of the things I kind of learned is there's there's different bigs. Okay. So like you got wrestling big, but then you got Mm -hmm. football big Mm -hmm. and you got like kind of basketball big. They're like different. They're totally different. Just because you're big in wrestling doesn't mean you're big in football. Like some of them football players are huge. Like they're massive. Right. 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 (laughs) Kind of puts it in perspective. Oh yeah. That was the reason why I quit pursuing it. Cause I saw how big they were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, wow. I'm like full feet and I'm at this weight. Like, man, I got to put on yeah. another 20 pounds at least or something. Like, exactly. I knew I wasn't doing that. Uh, <laughs> Healthy with, wise for that day. <laughs> yeah. Did you just like kind of just kind of stop growing? Ah, man, I hit my peak. I actually hit my, you know, potential in eighth grade, you know, really? my potential. So I was, I was a, you know, I was five foot five and, I was 125 in eighth grade. And so, you know, um, you know, so I, I was already fully developed and I knew the only thing, only way I was going to get bigger in was size. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, you know, so once again, you know, I was somewhat a man amongst boys because guys were still developing, growing. And I, I hit my, my, my <laughs> eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, did you always think you were going to come back to Oklahoma or was it something that if it happened, it happened? No. Yeah. I mean, after, after leaving about 15 years ago, you know, I, my first couple of years, I always wanted to get back because that's all I knew mm-hmm. was Oklahoma. But, um, you know, after being gone for so long, you know, nah, it's, you know, wherever, wherever God was going to lead us, you mm-hmm. know? So we didn't, we didn't, you know, my wife's not a big fan of Oklahoma, even though she's from Oklahoma. <laughs> So, uh, so, yeah, so, so that, that made things a little easier to stay away, you know? So, so, you know, we, we been in, had been in Lambert for seven years and we loved it. We Mm -hmm. love, man, we love the town and everything. And so, um, it grew on us and, and if something we need to get back home, we can jump on the flight from Denver and Mm -hmm. get back home. And so, uh, so that's where you know, we, we resided for the last seven seasons and saw success. Mm-hmm. What, what made, 
how did you talk your wife into coming back to Oklahoma? Actually, I didn't. It was, you know, <laughs> bad. Really? <laughs> bad. I got a dad involved. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you use your resources, should I yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, uh, when you use your resources, you know, and she's close with her dad, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's where <laughs> you know, he, he heard, he heard, mm-hmm. and he was like, what? Oh man. And then he's like, yeah, let me, let me, let me talk to her. Yeah. He was excited. <laughs> yeah. That, that would probably be the route. Like if I were going to go back to my wife's hometown, um, in Iowa, I would have to, I would have to do that. There's no way I could do it. I couldn't tell her like I couldn't. <laughs> so I applaud you for using, uh, what was it like being outside of Oklahoma and Laramie and you were at Binghamton for a little bit, you know, what was um, that like? You know, when I first left, uh, Oklahoma, and oh, you know, I, I was angry. I was mad. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Oklahoma was all I knew. And I moved to Ohio, Centerville. And um, we coached, you know, Sam and I, Hayeswinkle, he left with me. And we coached a team up called Prodigy. And so it was it was a nice sized team and everything. And the kids, you know, we met and the families we met, you know, I'm still close with them. Still, mm-hmm. still connected with them. And so as I, as I look back, like I said, I wouldn't trade it. But at the yeah. time... I, I wasn't too happy because I'm like, Oklahoma's all I know. You know? <laughs> Why am I up here? You know, and then and then I left uh, Prodigy and I went with Kale to Penn State um, in 09. And um, and we went out there and, then, you know, that was a dark time. That was a down time for Penn State because just as a whole, you know, right. the whole Sandusky thing came out and everything. And I'm like, yeah. Kale, what'd you get us into, man? <laughs> I knew who Sandusky was, and I was like, <laughs> but he's like, but we're here to change the environment. We're here to, you know, get these people on board with wrestling now, you know, and and that's what we did, you know. After his second year, we won a national title, and um, you know, he he got the RTC going, and you know, saw great success while I was out there. And yeah. Once again, I got to meet, you know, and at that time, too, I was helping coaching Robbie Waller at Lockhaven. He was a head coach there. So that's who I lived with, who mm-hmm. wrestled with me at OU, who was a national champion um, the same year I was. So um, I got to learn a lot about Mill Hall and State College. While yeah. I was out there. And and um, but, you know, during that time, I was a little I was a little angry because I, I was missing Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> once again, I'm in my second state outside of Oklahoma and I'm missing, I'm missing home. And so, mm-hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, you know, my coach that was with me at Penn state took the head coaching job at Binghamton. Now I never heard of Binghamton. So mm-hmm. I was like, where is this at? I saw I was close <laughs> to Syracuse. I saw I was close to Syracuse and by Cornell. I said, okay, I can make it there. Let's <laughs> you know? And so, uh, but I trusted him. I trusted, I trusted my coach and everything and um, went out there and I was out there for three seasons. I, I loved it, you know, mm-hmm. grew, um, grew as a person. And, um, and then in 15, that's when I received a, a call from Mark Branch at Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And, and when he called me, I was like, I don't even know where Wyoming's at. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I had to look it up and I was like, okay, it's by Denver. And so uh, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, I asked my wife what she thought, and she was like, I can see myself there. And then uh, she had goals of her own, and um, we, we went out there. She started her own gym, and, you know, the rest was history. You know, we, we, we fell in love with the environment, fell in love with mm-hmm. fell in love with my guys, you know, with the people, the community. And, um, you know, we grew, and we loved it out there. That's a uh, couple things from that. That's um, an interesting dynamic me as a married man, I understand the talk you have to have with your family. And it's not just an automatic answer, you know, like some people probably thought it was automatic. You were going to come down to Oklahoma and Mm -hmm. yeah, luckily your wife was able to to come with you and was cool with it and moved with you because she could have put the kibosh to it, you know? Right. Right. And the deal was she, she understood her deal was is I understood why, you know, um, it wasn't that she hated the state or anything right. like that. No, she just we got all our family here. <laughs> and so, you know, you, you, the deal is, is you can't get caught up in everybody else's stuff, you know, yeah. trying to 
for everybody else. And she knew that could be a big time distraction and she didn't want that. And so the understanding is, hey, you know, one, it's, yeah, we love to help people. But once again, you know, it's okay to say no at times, you know, you can't make everybody happy. Mm -hmm. So once we learned to, you know, make that agreement to each other, you know, it made it easier to, to move and do what we need to do. Yeah. So what does she do now? So she, like I said, she still owns her gym out there in Wyoming. Oh, so wow. she actually, she actually hasn't moved. And so oh, she, okay. she will, she will move uh, here shortly because, mm -hmm. you know, in the process of selling our house and yeah. buying one. And so since this was a quick process, but she's still doing very well, you know, mm -hmm. so the town of Laramie, the town of Laramie ain't let her go yet. So, <laughs> uh, she, she, so she, she keeping her gym out there for as long as we know. And then if she finds something out here, you know, we, we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. Do you think she'll like bring her gym with her or will she keep it there or? You never know. Yeah, I know, yeah. know because you, yeah. know, you really never know. I mean, I think it would, I mean, I believe, yeah, if she could have her cake and eat it too, have a gym here and have a gym there, she would love it. Yeah. But you know, if she could, you know, um, bring a gym here, she'll love it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, you know, let's see, let's see what doors will open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, my other, I, my other question was, um, so you went out to Penn state and it seems like a lot of, a few other people are like, people gravitate towards Dale, like mm -hmm. Thomas Gilman went there, um, mm -hmm. Kyle Snyder, like people, for whatever reason, what, what is it about Penn state and that Nittany Lion wrestling club that people just kind of slowly, eventually gravitate towards? I mean, you think about it, Kale, Casey Cunningham and Cody, they, 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 Hey, they love to win and <laughs> they produce winners. They produce. And at the end of the day, I mean, Kale opened up my eyes when he won. He sees how valuable you are. And then he trusts. He puts trust in you to to, to help guide his guys. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's a big thing, you know. And so, you you know, when you're getting that trust and you see that, that the value in those guys, you don't want to let these guys down. You don't want to let Casey down. You don't want to let Cody down because mm -hmm. they're giving you that trust. And so um, – that was that was the good thing, you know, that I liked out there is one, he's making it easy on me to to pay my bills. Two, I'm getting the best training in the world. And and, and three, I'm getting to train guys on top of that. So I'm getting a, a foot in the game of how to work with different athletes and provide them what they need to be successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and is that something that you've brought into your coaching career once you kind of left and retired from wrestling and transitioned into coaching of course i mean like i said i got to work with guys like frank molinero you know eventually he made the olympic team and won a national title you know got to got to train with guys like david taylor um bubba jenkins i mean you know even though he eventually went to arizona state um so i got to see a lot of guys you know out there um that i normally wouldn't have got to see and mm. got to train under and that helped sharpen me and but also we had the same impact on them as well mm -hmm. but most famously probably the most famous person you probably have ever been around or went to school with was adrian peterson ha is that right big <laughs> i mean you think about it but you think about ad yeah ad yeah i mean football wise tommy harrison you had uh jamal brown you had some big names that were in the nfl that, mm -hmm. that made jason white you know i mean you had some big names that were but ad yeah he, he, he was a <laughs> he was a freak of nature <laughs> Shit, did, I, he was fun did, to watch. did you did, did the sports intertwine a lot at oklahoma Man, the a thing I liked about uh, football, you know, the, the 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 big names in football, they respected the sport of wrestling. You know, Bob oh. Stoops came to our our duels and tournaments. You know, uh, yeah. the, the 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 those big names, those names we just said, respected mm -hmm. the sport of wrestling. You know, and they'll come and watch it. They'll come see it. And and you you think about it, we were number three in the nation. Yeah. So ain't like we was a pushover and so uh, but the deal was is they they saw that and and they respected that and and they came and watched it and you know think about it jamal brown had a history of wrestling so you know that was one reason why he came and that's why he was the number one lineman you know during his time you know so because he had a wrestling background you know yeah 
and with your wrestling background, but you also have a football background. Mm-hmm. And was that kind of your, was that kind of your favorite sport? Or was wrestling? I, love football. Yeah. I did. I love football. And I love football because, like you said, you got the, the publicity. Yeah. yeah. The publicity. Two, you know, um, it, I mean, it just it's just bigger in America. And so, but I had common sense, though, too. I knew I wasn't. I knew <laughs> I was not going anywhere. I saw how big those dudes were. I saw, you know, how fast they were. I'm like, I'm 135 pounds dripping wet. <laughs> Them dudes hit me. My career is over, and so, and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to come in during trash minutes, <laughs> so I had too much pride. So I was like, mm-hmm. I better go, go, you know, do what I'm been, you know, blessed to do, and that's that's be a wrestler. Yeah, you know? but when when did you did, did you finish out your high school career playing? Yeah, football? I finished out high school. Yeah. I finished out high school mm-hmm. career playing football, and so, uh, and. I mean, I loved it. You know, I was co-offensive player of the year. You know, I loved it. And But at the end of the day, in 2001, when it was time and, you know, when it was done, it was done. <laughs> mm-hmm. What, what um, so a lot of people, I didn't play football. I ran cross country. Our football team wasn't, wasn't the best at the time. But um, a lot of people say there's nothing quite like Friday Night Lights. Oh, yeah. You know, can you kind of put that into perspective in terms of like Friday Night Lights versus NCAA wrestling on that center mat, you know, on Saturday? Man, if, if I'm being honest with you, you can't compare it. You know, it depends where you're at with the Friday Night Lights. Maybe if we was at a Jinx, Broken Arrow, or Union at the time, you know, um, it would have been, you know, a whole lot different, you know, but compared to the NCAA Night Lights. Yeah. It didn't get nothing. It didn't get no better than that. It wasn't, I mean, it was exciting, but scary at the same time, too. You know, at least, at least with the Friday Night Lights, I had 10 other guys, you know, <laughs> I don't have little with me. I could, you know, you know, share the light with, but wrestling, it was just me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I was like, I can't screw this up. <laughs> you know, so that, that's just how it was. And mm-hmm. so they both were great experiences, but I believe it depends what environment you yeah. That NCAA, oh, that's a whole lot of different <laughs> that, that more, more exciting and scary at the same time. Mm-hmm. Were you ever, did you ever get nervous? I got nervous ever? all the time. Really? Nervous, that, that was part of my deal. There's a difference. Nervous means I was alert. Nervous means I'm excited. I'm nervous. Now, did I get scared? No. Uh-oh. You know, I wasn't scared. That, that's a difference. You know, nervous Oh, yeah. I got the jitters like any human. I got people screaming at me. I got, you know, it's time, you know, but that's letting me know I'm alert. I'm ready to do what I need to do, you know, and and then then it's after whether it's the whistle, whether it's the, you know, on whether I'm on the field or on the mat, then you eventually say it's go time. Mm-hmm. Hey, go time. Now it's time to go. You know, so the deal is, is, yes, I got nervous every match, but there's a difference to me between being nervous and scared. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking back, yeah, that's uh, cause I got nervous between before every match too, no matter who it was, mm-hmm. I had just mm-hmm. beat them or pinned them. Mm-hmm. I knew. Wow. But yeah, scared. That's there's a difference there. You're right. Do you, do you sense that in some of your wrestlers now? Like, are you able to sense that? And whether you sense it or you see it, you yeah. know, um, you know, and you can see it in the match, you know, it's, 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 you know, as you get to know each individual, each individual is different. You know, I came to teammates, like, you nervous? You know, come on, like, no, I ain't nervous. I'm like, no, oh, man, are you alert? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. It's just, that was just them as the individual, you know? Then I had some, you know, teammates, you nervous? Yeah, I'm nervous. Well, are you scared? A little bit, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, because they're scared of failing. Like each and every one of us. But at the end of the day, you know, when you hear you hear guys say that, you know, you're like, all right, everybody's going to deal with how they, you know, deal with it differently, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but same with, you know, with the athletes I try to teach. I'm like, yes, it's okay to be nervous and be alert mm-hmm. or scared, you know. And then, you know, the few I get scared, what are you scared of? Are you scared of losing? Are you scared of failing? Because I was like, as an athlete, you're you're gonna bounce back. You're not. I can understand if you're a soldier, and you're going to war, and you're scared. Because why? You're scared of not possibly coming back home. I said, but at the end of the day, 
the worst thing that happens is you lose. Mm-hmm. We all lose. <laughs> so the deal is, is there's no need to be scared. All right. Is the worst thing that happens is you don't get your hand raised. But I'm sure you're going to wrestle other matches down the road, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. So think on that, you know, before you want to get scared, you know. So that's that's what we try to train them and teach them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's that's some good stuff. Did you um, is did that kind of formulate during like your freshman year? So your true freshman year, you came right in and won a national title, but you had mm-hmm. some lumps and bumps throughout the season. How did you kind of keep your confidence up and keep that mindset that you just had? You know, during your well, freshman, freshman season, I, nobody knew who I was. <laughs> really, nobody knew who I was. I was the freshman, you know, and I had other All Americans on the, that was part of my team. Nobody knew who I was, so I had to outshine these seniors. Mm-hmm. I had to outshine these juniors, you know, they, they're All Americans. I got to get these people talking about me, and that's 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 the least amount of pressure I felt because I was the freshman. You know, these guys are seniors and juniors. They made a name for themselves. Everybody know what they're supposed to do because they've been there. They don't know really what I'm supposed to do. They know what I'm capable of, but they don't know what I'm supposed to do. Hmm. And I got seniors that are national champions, juniors that are all Americans, you know, that are still at that weight class. So they don't know what I'm capable. They know what I'm capable of, but they don't know how I'm going to do. So that's, hmm. that, that's what gave me the fire of saying, okay, I got something to prove. Mm-hmm. got something to prove mm-hmm. and I don't have to be the leader meaning I don't have to be the loud one the this and that yeah I just got to be the one that's quiet and then hey if my senior gets a major I got to get a tech so I, I, I can make them talk about me mm-hmm. so how did you how'd you keep going then because I'm assuming did you take some lumps during practice because a lot of people I've talked to like their first year they come from high school to college they're like I didn't get a takedown for like the first two months you know mm-hmm. and that just has to be kind of mentally draining a little bit my first couple of weeks I got beat up on mm-hmm. I'm a 41 pounder so I was getting beat up by 25 33 41 40 I was getting beat up on and and it's because I wasn't used to this intensity the, the intensity and I remember my coach pulled me inside and said you're supposed to be this hot shot wrestler number one and you don't even have the basic fundamental now and I was like you know my pride was hurting like, what are you talking about and he's like you don't have a stance young man you need to work on your stance your your hands are back because you gotta understand I was faster than a lot of people so mm-hmm. I have my hands back hope they shoot so I can go behind them but now I'm wrestling grown men. I'm wrestling four-time state champions that are from Kansas. A four-time state champion that's from Georgia. You know, two-time state champion, All-American, that's from Virginia. So these guys see that, and they're like, oh, you just going to give me those legs? Woo, and they take it. And they know how to finish because they were used to that environment. But a couple weeks, I got adjusted, and, and them guys didn't want to go anymore. <laughs> you know, That's so, all it took? Yeah. Yeah, I got I became adjusted real fast, and 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 at the end of the day, you know, I mean, they sharpened me, and I sharpened them. Mm-hmm. What what led you to Oklahoma in the first place? Uh, if I'm real, it was a decision based off John. John made a bad decision. You know, uh, he chose Oklahoma boy over my roommate Sam Hayeswinkle, mm-hmm. and, and and so. Um, Sam gave me the call and he said, well, John chose the other guy. I'm going to Oklahoma. You ready? And I said, well, let's do it. You know, and, um, you know, when I when I look back at it, too, um, you know, when I was I told myself, I said, hey, it came down to Nebraska, Okie State. And I told myself, hey, if I get hurt, where am I going to feel cool with getting my degree? Okie State was the number one team. They were mm-hmm. wrestling school. I would have been miserable if I got hurt and couldn't wrestle anymore. And I just had to go to school there. Mm-hmm. Nebraska was so far away. <laughs> Most mm-hmm. definitely. Ain't never been out of Oklahoma. Would have been miserable. So I said, yes. But John made it a whole lot easier with one of the decisions he made. <laughs> the guy <laughs> chose. So what did, your, what did your degree end up coming out with then? What'd you get? Mass communication. Mass communication? Yes. Okay. I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to be on ESPN, and then I was like, "Get TV." Oh, I, I ain't caring about no TV. <laughs> you know, you actually do now are on TV, just you know, in the corner. 
You know? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> or doing Zoom interviews. <laughs> yeah, right. What What made you want to be on TV? I like TV, you know, public speaking. I did a lot of public speaking. Um, and so I, I just wanted to be, I like being on TV, you know, and, and public speaking to people. And so ESPN was a was a big thing. And then I'm like, yeah. no, nah, let's just go be a coach. I like coaching too. I can <laughs> In that too, and that as times we handle our business, we can be on TV. <laughs> what what would you public speak about? Uh, I just public speak about my life, you know, where I came from. Um, like I said, whether it's I'm, I'm speaking to an elementary school or high school, uh, other student athletes as well, and um, what wrestling has taught me, what football taught me, and you know, just just life things, life motivational things. Motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cause you, so a little feedback or not a little feedback, but you're, you're from Edmond North, right? Yes. That's, that was the school Yes. that you went to. Is Edmond the town? Edmond is the town. Okay. And, is it just and like- we, we had Edmond North, Edmond Santa Fe, Edmond Memorial. And Edmond Memorial is where the great Johnny Hendricks was at. Okay. And so, so, um, you know, even though he should have been Husky, we know he should have been Husky. But uh, yeah, that's what he went to was Memorial. Wow. My wife. Memorial. Oh, really? And then you yeah. went to North. Did you cross paths with them at all in high school? Either no, Johnny, was Johnny. Johnny was bigger than me, but yeah. Johnny grew up with us. So we knew oh, really? John. Yeah, yeah, we were close to his family. His dad was one of our coaches, lowly coaches. Oh, really? Lowly like baseball? No, wrestling. Oh, wrestling. Okay. <laughs> the wrestling scene in Oklahoma is pretty tough. I mean, that's where the Hall of Fame is, you know, like. It's, yes. It, it, I don't think it's quietly one of the tougher states that you could think of for wrestling. Yes. And and, and it's getting, you know, especially during my day, it was, it was wrestling. We were up there. You know, we always won the national duels and all yeah. that. You know, we always sent a good team to Fargo and whatnot. So, I mean, and it's coming back. Wrestling is coming up in Oklahoma. Coming back. <laughs> when you got to um, when you got to Oklahoma and you stayed at forty one your whole four years, was that was that tough to stay at that that weight? I didn't four years? I didn't really. Calculate. So you just yeah, didn't I, grow or nothing? I, wasn't, I told you I hit that that peak in eighth grade. You know, so I didn't I didn't grow. Um, I wasn't growing height wise, you know, but um, but yeah, I didn't cut. And I came in when 38 <laughs> and that was another reason too. you know, John saw me as a 33 pounder. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I said, uh, no, <laughs> I was like, I'm going 41. <laughs> and uh-huh. so I think eventually probably would have let me go to 41. But I was like, no, I'm going, I'm a 41 pounder. And everybody's like, oh, you're going to be too small. And I was like, I'd rather be small and feel good than cut. <laughs> and I wasn't a weight cutter. Wow. Really? So did you didn't cut any weight? So then did they feel bigger when you wrestled some of them 41 pounders? Uh, no, not really. Um, cause the way my mindset was, even if I, I'm small, these guys are hurting. They only got one to two hours recovering, mm-hmm. but I have to make them wrestle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, and then once you get through your freshman year and you ignore the game, then you know what you're capable of doing, what you can do, what you can't do, what you shouldn't do and all that. And so after, you know, that, that freshman year, I was just feeding off fuel, mm-hmm. you know, because I was wanting to prove that, hey, I can, I can make noise for myself. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think about going to 33? No. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it was just a few pounds, like, you know, you, said you came in weighing 38. I mean, five pounds, I mean. My body don't let go well. Really? <laughs> it go. Yeah, it's not a weight cutting. <laughs> and you probably did you did you cut weight at all in high school? Then I assume not. Yes, my freshman year I did. I was a twenty five pounder my freshman year. Really? So eighth grade I was twenty five. Freshman year I was twenty five. I cut a lot. I mean, I was well. I say a lot. I was cutting from thirty two to twenty five. <laughs> then I thought that was a lot. And then the next year I came in and went thirty two, and I said I'm going instead of going thirty. I said I'm going thirty five. <laughs> and it's uh, really. Yeah, I wasn't the weight cutter, so I jumped up two weight classes. I said, no, nah, I'm going 35. Huh, and it was no big deal to you to just wrestle at your natural weight. Right. That's like almost the opposite of what, you know, back in that right. time that you would be kind of taught to do or that you would expect right. to do. And I had to prove that. I had to prove that I could wrestle. And my deal was that's what made the practices easier for me to focus and grow and learn instead of 
oh man, I got weight to cut. I got weight to cut. I got weight to cut. And that's mm-hmm. what I was doing my freshman year. And as like the time I was spending extra at the Y trying to get my weight down and do all that, it, it, it can take the love out of you draining mm-hmm. quick, you know? So, but I have my personal goals of what I wanted to do in high school. So I said, it's worth it. Yeah. What was your diet like then? Cause I assume even though you weren't cutting weight, you weren't like eating whatever you wanted or or am i wrong on that you're wrong <laughs> uh me and hayswinkle we yeah, i mean we should invest in like little debbies and tostitos and pizza rolls and quick food frozen mm-hmm. pizza and all that stuff what a typical college student was eating because it was mm-hmm. cheap mm-hmm. and you know if it wasn't for his wife and you know my mom's that cooked some healthy meals then you know we wouldn't have got that but we we, we make our pizzas our hot pockets our little debbies our i mean we was good our chips you know 99 cent chips and everything mm-hmm. we had our, our pop we had i mean we had it you know that that was what we ate you know that was what we ate so mm-hmm. we like well we gotta work out twice as hard you know even though we were just eating whatever we like you know mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't wasn't drinking we wasn't doing all that crazy stuff it was just we love to eat <laughs> and that was ice cream we'll reward ourselves with ice cream and this and that and the other. but we worked we worked hard yeah. so we didn't have to cut because we can do that we got to live the life of a heavyweight <laughs> without looking like a heavyweight <laughs> <laughs> must have been nice yeah <laughs> but like you said you still worked hard you know you weren't you know, yeah, you kind of goofed off and ate whatever you wanted, but you know, when it came to came to wrestle, it was go time, you know? Right. Right. What was your favorite? What is your favorite food or what was your favorite food when you were cutting weight? Not really cutting weight, but when you were, you know, well, we got a restaurant out here at Brahms. And so, you know me, I always got to give me a cookies and cream shake. That was my, <laughs> that was my alcohol. That was my, that was my deal. <laughs> so, now I realized a lot of people can't have those. So I got, but I was one of the few, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, since you've been kind of around a little bit, you, you know, you were in Oklahoma, Ohio, uh, Penn State, Binghamton, Wyoming, you know, and are you better with directions than what you used to be? Yes. Okay. Um, yes. And so, I mean, once again, you learn under the different, the leadership that you get, you know, they each, they each teach you different things and they teach and they, whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I tell people, you know, do I regret you know, going down that road. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I went down that road. I didn't like it at the time, but um, each each place, man, you you, you find family there. Yeah. Even though it's not related, that family, there's people you keep in contact with, you stay close to, and 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 they have a big impact in your life. And when mm-hmm. you see that, you're like, I'm grateful. I got to be there and, and spend that time and get to know the people that I've met. Mm-hmm. I have, now, when you go, when you go on the road, um, are you typically like, are you somewhat like a chauffeur at times? You, you're talking about like when I take my team on the road? Yeah. Yep. So let's say you like at Wyoming and you went on the road, did you sometimes take them from like the, wherever you wrestled, like at West Point back to the hotel? Yes. I was always, we was always the chauffeur. We, okay. we pick them up. Yeah, we pick. We meet in the morning. We drive them to the airport. We 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 you know we get on a plane. We get wherever our destination. We go get the rental car. We take them to the hotel, and then we'll we'll meet down in the lobby. Take them to practice. You know, get so they can get the workouts. Mm-hmm. They get back and take them back. You know, to the to the hotel. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. we did we did all that. Did you ever get lost? Oh, I did. You know, my guys, I mean, mom, I'm sure Montori told you, you know, I remember getting them lost in uh, West Point and he, he wasn't happy with me. We, I, was, I thought the van was one of our assistants and I was like, this is the van, y'all. And a few of them thought they agreed with me. And then I come to realize 20 minutes later, this ain't the van, y'all. So we had to turn around. Montori wasn't too happy with me. I was like, hey, get over it. Hey, get over it. You know, we'll, we'll get back to the hotel. Don't worry. So. <laughs> So you were following this van and it wasn't the actual other van. It, was... it wasn't, it wasn't an assistant, I thought. And so I was like, and it was dark. It was nighttime too. And then once we got 20 minutes down the road, I said, it ain't this far. He, I don't know where he's going. <laughs> and then we come to find out 
he's already back at the location. <laughs> so uh, we turned around. I could hear my Tory mumbling, and bro, I say, say something. You're gonna be walking, you know. <laughs> so and then we we drove back that drove back to the to the hotel and everything. So as a coach, I did a lot of crazy things, man. I, I mean, I wasn't ashamed of it. You know, I'd be mm-hmm. first to tell my guys, I'm like. My bad. I got us lost. My fault. My bad. You know, I, I wasn't ashamed of that because there were some worse things that I've seen coaches do. <laughs> so getting lost is one of them. Hey, 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 man, you fire me. <laughs> so you're right. He did. He did mention that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was he was whining. I said, "Hey, you will you will get to walking real quick." <laughs> like, come on, T, I'm hungry. I'm like, man, get out of here. Man, get out of here. I ain't trying to hurt that. <laughs> so, <laughs> was it was your Oklahoma connection part of why he made it up to Wyoming? I believe so. I believe so. Um, like you said, uh, I mean, he, he obviously talented kid coming out and whatnot and so i believe i believe you know get an opportunity to work with me somebody he's watched russell as a young man as a young kid and mm-hmm. and, and unfortunately you know he he had a, he he was having a heck of a career mm-hmm. and, and very smart kid i mean very smart i mean he might not have the common sense smart but he's smart when it comes <laughs> to the books and uh and to lose him like you know the way we did was you know and it, it was it was it was suffering, you know. We didn't like it, you know. And but it was his decision, and it didn't have no hard feelings for me. Right. And so um, you know, I, I respected it, and I hated it, but I respected it. Yeah, that had to be tough, you know, talking to him about it. You know, everyone thinks it's automatic. You're gonna take your next, you know, your COVID year, or your retro year, whatever, and. That's not the case. Most people do, but that's not the case. And then with him, yeah, he was like, I just, I just was done. Didn't have a, his heart was gone, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and I, and one thing I respected is that since his heart was gone, he didn't, you know, he wasn't wasting anybody's time. He wasn't going to waste his time. So he's like, no, I'm just going to rip the mandate off. That was, I'm not coming back. So, oh. uh, yeah, you know, we respected it. We, you know, we didn't like it, you know, but, I respected it after he broke everything down to me. Yeah. How, how is it as a coach, like to not try to get them to go back out or like, you know, to really hear them out. That's ha- that has to be just kind of difficult because you know, you wanted to be there and be like, come on, man, like let, let's come on. You really, you're not going to quit or you're, mm-hmm. you're going to quit. Like that just had to be and a difficult you know, position. When you look at it, you know, it's like as much as I bust his chops, you know, he finished his task, meaning he finished his season. And when Kobe kicked in, he just didn't come back. So he graduated. Mm-hmm. So he did his part. He just said, as with, with everything that's going on, I don't want to be a part of that environment, T. And I, I respected that. At the time, I didn't get it. But when he broke everything down to me, really, you know, um, that's where I understood it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully you meet him outside of his profession because he's a, he's a cop now. So hopefully he's not pulling you over for anything down there. Nah, he knows not to, you know, <laughs> you, know you know, and I say, yeah, he knows not to. Yeah. Say, probably, nobody's scared of me, but I have a taser with me. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, he knows. <laughs> so. Um, so you, you kind of talked about dealing, you know, earlier you said dealing with some losses, you know, like when you would lose or, um, how, how your mindset, like, it's not a big deal. Was it a big deal when he beat you in NBA 2K? Ah, it, it, it wasn't even like that. It was how he beat me. I mean, this dude was making threes with centers in the game and I was getting frustrated because I'm like, how is this dude? making threes and I've never seen this character in real life make a three. And I had Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and I got the greatest shooters of all time and they can't make a three. And I'm like, really? yeah, like, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, I think 
Donkey, well, Draymond Green, aka Draymond Green, made more threes <laughs> on my team than I mean, he was just making every shot. So after finally two in the morning, I kicked him out of my house. So it's time for you to go, man. You <laughs> overstayed your welcome and everything. And so, uh, yeah, he did get. He got. He finally got me because. Montori knows he ain't beat me in many things. He's 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 taking <laughs> he ain't beat me in many things, but he got me in two cat. What do you beat him at? Everything. 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 Everything Montori's tried to go up against me in, he's he knows he's lost in everything. And <laughs> and the deal is is that was a big moment for him because he left the house happy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he left that he left my house happy. I, I mean, I, I was mad that night. I was mad at my joysticks and everything. And so uh yeah, that was the he overcame I, that was something big for him. He overcame and it helped him. Yeah. Well there he there he goes. Hopefully, you know, if he listens to this, he'll be He'll be happy about this, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, pivot back to you and and your career. Before you got to college, you were homecoming king. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Was was that a big deal? I was homecoming king when I my senior year. So I just you know was that kind of a big deal or was it? I mean, when I look back at it. Um... Yeah, it's just with the environment you grew up in, you know. Um, and I don't, I don't like making things. Oh, everything about a black and white situation. Just with the environment, you know. Um, I mean, to be a young black man in a white dominant society, um, you know that that was a big deal. I mean, because you know, did I mean? Meaning, oh, I would I've been sad if I didn't win it. No, it wouldn't have bothered me, you know. But my deal was is. You know, to be to be loved by the people I was loved by, and you know, voted mm-hmm. for, and everything like that in that society during that time was a big deal because you just you know there were very few <laughs> that got mm-hmm. to experience that, and so um, it wasn't my dream. No, the deal was is at the end of the day during that time, it, you know, I was like, man, that's amazing, that's cool, <laughs> you know. So yeah, did now interesting you bring that up. Was it ever a point in wrestling too that you were you know an african-american in a predominantly white sport in wrestling no i mean we used you know edmund edmund you know gave a lot of publicity you know i I don't believe you know you would have got the same publicity being at a lot of the you know majority of the oklahoma city schools that i was raised by and so you know when we got to edmund you know, the way I saw it was, is this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity, you know, to, to use the publicity that I'm, that I'm given and use it for the good. And so, um, that's, that's what I looked at in my wrestling because Edmund, you know, has a, that publicity and it will, it will give it to you and it's up to you how you're going to use it, whether for the good or for the bad. Mm-hmm. And so you obviously used it for the good. Did right. did you see the benefits of it? Like when even you got to like the college, you know, the collegiate level and you won your NCAA titles, did you see more publicity because of you being an African-American or did you see a lot more kids because wrestling competes with basketball? <laughs> and I mm-hmm. feel like that's part of the big thing with why a lot of African-Americans probably don't wrestle is because mm-hmm. they can be LeBron or Michael or Kobe, you know, like who wouldn't want to be those guys. Right. Right. You know? But did you but, kind of, did that kind of, did you see that when you started to, you know, take off? Well, I, I wouldn't say I saw that. My deal was, is, I mean, like you said, a lot of us, you know, we're raising these homes where we got these false, you know, false ideas that we can be a LeBron, we can be a Kobe, we can be, you know, Barry Sanders. Uh, and we, yes. tend forget, and we tend to forget we're five foot, you know? And it's like, yeah, you're five foot. <laughs> you're not going to be one of those guys. And so, you know, wrestling one is, is cheap. And I saw success at it at a young age and which motivated me, kept motivated. And I kept seeing success and, at the end of the day, I really didn't know, you know, the seriousness of, you know, what I was doing and what I was allowed to accomplish until I got older. And, um, you know, I started looking through the history 
and and I'm sure it was a lot different for me than it was a Kenny Monday going, <laughs> you know, and and what he accomplished and what he went through, especially being from the state of Oklahoma. And then with me, I believe you know, being an Oklahoma kid and going to an Oklahoma school and being success and seeing success right out of the gates, I believe that's what blew it up. Because mm-hmm. if I was like you said, Nebraska or or whatever, another state, I would have got success, but it wouldn't have been the same success, meaning to the state of who I was representing. You know, because if I was Oklahoma, if I was an Oklahoma boy representing for Nebraska, it wouldn't have been the same, even though I would have been big for Nebraska. And so with the accomplishments I had, you know, coming from high school and then going straight to college and seeing that success, you know, with the background I had, I believe that's what made it blow up and made it big to, you know, uh, being allowed to accomplish what I what I was allowed to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense because I always wondered, I moved here to Omaha 2015, I think. And I always, I could never understand why wrestling in Nebraska wasn't a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it still is kind of a big deal, but to your point, Jordan Burroughs, man, went to school here, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. arguably could be one of the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. And, but he was from New Jersey, mm-hmm. you know, and it just is just no, the same. Right. I, we, it's we, weird. The Rutgers or something like that. Maybe that, you know, that's a that's a bigger deal. I believe, you know, even though John Smith accomplished things, Kenny Money, they all stayed in their state. Mm-hmm. They stayed in their state and showed out. Now, you can say, well, Kale did it. Well, Kale's an exception. He was undefeated. He was accepted. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and and yes, he's just an exception. Mm-hmm. So a lot of when you get the guys that are born and bred in that town, in that state, you know, that's when it becomes a whole lot bigger to, you know, to do what they you know, see the accomplishes that they're allowed to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Was that a big deal for you and why you also only looked at Oklahoma and Oklahoma State outside from Nebraska that you really no. wanted to stay in state? I mean, that's, I mean, obviously they were the success that they were doing. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State was number one. Mm-hmm. OU was, wasn't too far behind them. And so why would I? Now, you know, why would I? Now, my coaches and them, they advised me to look at, you know, Air Force, Army, you know, but they were looking at my future. You know, they were looking future for the down the road. And I wish I would have taken that more seriously, but I was uneducated on that because September 11th just happened. And I'm like, y'all not sending me overseas to go find somebody that I don't know, you know. So that's the way my mind was thinking. Mm-hmm. But nobody really educated me on that because if I know the things that I know now, I would have looked more into, uh, you know, I would have put more time into looking at the Ivy League or looking at, um, like you said, the the Navy, Army, and or Air Force because mm-hmm. future wise, mm-hmm. I did, you know. And do I regret? choosing Oklahoma? No, I do not. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I, you know, that was because I was uneducated on those things. Mm-hmm. Dude, so you must have had good grades then. You must have. Been. I had decent grades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I, I had decent grades, but I, like I said, that's what I said. I would have put more time and effort in the high school of mm-hmm. getting it up, grades up and everything. I wasn't a good test taker. I mean, in ACE, I think take that like seven times. Really? In, I kept getting the same score, so I finally gave in. I said, I'm done. <laughs> so the thing was, is like, um, I would have put more into high school, you know, to get in the Ivy League and this and that and the other, mm-hmm. you know, with that. But that's what the education I know now. Right. Yeah. What? Which Ivy League school would you would you have <laughs> think you would have chosen? My my wife loves Cornell. Like she's like, if I was that I smart, I would have went to Cornell. You don't know? Yeah. That probably- that, pro- that probably would have been one during because they were the up and coming. Mm-hmm. Princeton wasn't that, you mm-hmm. know. Um, you know, um, Brown wasn't that. If anything, Cornell or Penn, you know, those were those were the schools that were coming that were making noise. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, those those are the, you know, once again, those Cornell was already they were making noise. They were producing champions. So that's what I mean, like wasn't getting educated on those things and you know i would have really taken those a lot more serious yeah gosh i can't 
trying to comprehend the grind it would be academically to be at one of those schools, you right. know, athletically and academically, like, oof. Right. Um, and, I, and I, athletically, they find ways to get you in. <laughs> right. <laughs> they find ways to get you in. <laughs> and so it is is that. Give me the opportunity. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. But that once again, but that, like you said, that's 20 years ago. Right. You know, right. And, and I've learned a lot since then. So, mm-hmm. and that's why I encourage, <laughs> you know, like, hey, you get those opportunities. Right. You know, you, I, I can't jump on you, you know, because mm-hmm. big time. It's not to say if you come to Oklahoma, you're not thinking about your future. No, right. it's just that no, I get it. <laughs> I understand mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, speaking of 20 years ago, so was defer not an option 20 years ago? Like when you just got to college was defer, you know, top, not bottom neutral defer. Was that just starting to be a thing in college wrestling? No, we always deferred. You, you, you deferred. Okay. You yeah, okay. You can do that stuff. No, like a lot of times you just defer and just go to the, you take your out and then the third period. Okay. Cause I thought I was watching a match. Um, I was watching you, your junior year when you beat Gallic. Um, and they said something about defer, I thought being new or newish. No, I, was yeah. like, I can't blame that. No, okay. No, 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 you defer. Okay. Go about your deal. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of, of Gallic real quick, I guess I want to touch on the rivalry you had with him. Um, just because he wrestled so many times and, you know, it seemed like he got the best of you, but did you ever like lose, you know, your confidence that like you go up against him and you're like, dang, man. No. I mean, to me, I tell people I don't call it the rivalry. One yeah. and eight or one and nine ain't no rivalry to me. Even though they're for one point overtime, everything like that. My deal was no. I mean, the way I look at it is, and I tell my guys this, I say, hey, fellas, if I'm sitting here waving a, a loaded gun in front of you, you got a loaded gun too. And we just, I'm just sitting here holding this loaded gun and I'm, I'm going to point it at you like, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to do something. <laughs> Eventually, you're just going to like, you ain't doing that pile. You're going to shoot, you know? And that's the deal with Gallic. We wrestled so much alike, you know, and and our defense was first. But the moment we, you know, one of us takes the out, takes it, hey, and we get it, that's going to a lot of times be the match. And that's how a lot of times, 90% of the time, whoever usually scored first usually won that match. And the deal with Gallic is – one thing, I showed them too much respect of not, you know, pulling the trigger like I should. And and that's on me. But, I mean, they ain't taking nothing away from them. But it wasn't no, ever walking out of gallery being scared. No. Mm-hmm. Because the deal was is, once again, he was long. And, and, and once again, I couldn't let him get past my head. And when I, the few times I came out of my stance, he struck. And a lot of times... It, it fell on his side. And so that's where I said, you watch my national match. I came out and I struck first. Mm-hmm. And and that's just what it is. And then we everybody, he knew that the match was over. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, so the deal is, is you got to strike first. And 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 so that's why I say it wasn't a, a, a rival, you know, at the end of the day. I tell my guys this too. If that's if I can go back to college, I would never lose a match by one point or overtime. Mm-hmm. Point blank. You have to tech me. You have to major me. You know, you just have to beat me down. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to happen. But if I sit in front of you, uh, my opponents, my opponents that I've wrestled that I lost to, it's because I sat in front of them. And eventually they said, well, I'm going to strike. Boom. Mm-hmm. They struck. They got it. And so it's not downplaying what they did. No, kudos to them. They took advantage of the opportunity and they did it. And that's the same with Gallic. He took advantage of it. Hey, you stand in front of me, I'll take it. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. you take it from there. So that's where, like you said, I never had any hard feelings against Gallic. No, the deal is, is, you know, see him, give him a hug. Hey, you know, glad you're doing well, this, that, and the other. But when people say, oh, yeah, you and Gallic's right. Nah, there wasn't no rival. Mm -hmm. You got a rival got to go back and forth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he just got the best of me. <laughs> Those are better than me, I say. <laughs> yeah. And that, like, and you never, that never wave every time you wrestled him, you're like, no, I'm going to beat him. There was never, no, game time. Oh, really? no, game time. Game time. I'm like, I, I, I go at my stuff. Hey, Russell, Russell, mm-hmm. just go Russell. Then you get out there and then 
and in front of him because you know <laughs> what we fill each other out because we know what each other can do and you know a lot of times he eventually got the strike when he wanted to so that's where you know i know i was never i never had any opponents you know i never had any opponents where i was scared I never had any opponents because I, I mean, as a freshman wrestling, returning national champion, Holker, scared, mm-hmm. you know. Eventually, I beat the dude nine to two, you know, and at Iowa State. But the deal was, is go wrestle. But then mm-hmm. my part was when I tried to be strategic and strategize and not just go. That's when I got in trouble, and mm-hmm. and and I did that with quite a few guys. And and that's why I say, if I can go back, I wouldn't lose no match mm-hmm. by no one overtime. It wouldn't happen. You're going to beat me by four or five. When did you learn that? Because I think there are wrestlers who wrestle that way. We're very strategic. Kyle Dake, he's very mm-hmm. strategic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are other guys who like to wrestle like you that just let it fly. Right. You know? Well, I didn't really get, I really didn't learn that until I was done wrestling. I didn't allow myself, you know, and when I got into coaching, I, so I didn't allow myself to learn it. And at the end of the day, you know, that, cause why well, you get caught up in competing, you get caught up in not wanting to lose. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you hear it, but you ain't really letting it sink in. And that's why I, you know, but when I sat down and I redid everything, I was like, that was not one dude that just really controlled me, dominated me, just beat me down not one dude and the deal is is i was my biggest enemy i really was and 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 so that's why i say no, i ain't taking nothing away from those guys hey kudos i tell hey, i'll tell my boys somebody that beat me right there that's somebody that beat me right there you know it's because hey once again i ain't got nothing to hide it's just that i know deep within me i was my biggest, you know, enemy. I was my biggest encourager. And if I didn't go out there and pull the trigger, somebody else eventually will. And mm-hmm. they did. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in that 2005 match, that finals match, um, I was watching it. There were a few stoppages, you know, a handful, I'd say. Right. Um, how does that play with you or like mentally or physically, emotionally, like when there's a stoppage numerous times, not just once, but I mean, there were, there were quite a few and it was a couple just like they weren't overly long, but still. Yeah. Like hands to the face and all that. And I'm like, come on, come yeah. on, get the rest. Come on. You know, I was like, no, man, you know, and then, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it just, it, you know, and so that's where, you know, it can slow, it can, it can kill your vibe. But the way him and I wrestled, the way him and I wrestled each other, we didn't move crazy doozy, fast paced, go, 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 go. I'm trying to get this. You know, it'd be different if I was wrestling a Metcalf. That'll frustrate a Metcalf because he's like, hey, you're bailing them out. You let him catch his breath and that, that, that. But, we were in a way conservative. We were conservative and, you know, we were good stance and position. And, and so we weren't <laughs> just boom, 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 move fast pace, fast pace, fast pace. We weren't doing that. So that's why I said, well, I mean, it really didn't mean much because well, he was getting energy. I was getting energy too. <laughs> I was getting you yeah. know, energy back as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, one time he knocked out his contact, and I thought, yeah. thought man, if I lost a contact, I, I'd be rough for me. Right. <laughs> like, I need my contacts. Right. I was like, but, man. Well, I was like, who wears contacts in a match? You know, I was like, <laughs> I didn't know. I guess I didn't know too much about it, so I didn't I didn't, didn't think of it at the time. But I was like, yeah, who does that? Oh, well, no, let's get back to going. Let's go. So apparently you must not have because you, you're wearing glasses now. Do you Do you wear contacts at all? I didn't know. I didn't start becoming blind to like 2011. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I was coming close to my end. I'm like, I can't see like I used to. <laughs> I, I'm too scared to put my hands in my eyes. And so, you know, just with wrestling and everything I'm doing, I just can't do it. So um, I'll wear glasses. I don't have to wear around the house or driving. I can see that, but I just wear, you know, to to see the screen or to read or do something else and everything like that. And then I find myself, I just wear them because it's a lot more comfortable. makes everything easy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do you still, to this day, still kind of roll around with the guys? I try to. 
I try to. My body don't. My body don't recover like it used to. So mm-hmm. it, it, I try to. Um, you know it. Yeah, it, I realize. Yeah, you get closer to forty, your body don't recover, so mm-hmm. it's easier to lose shape, and it's harder to get in shape. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, so I try to get out there. I'll drill. I like to drill and do all those things. But then when we get these thirty-minute, forty-minute goals, my body don't do that. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I'm like, so now here I'm trying to get in shape. You know, because the guys mm-hmm. are trying to go with me, and I'm like, ooh. It's been a while since I've been on the map, fellas. I don't, I don't know what I can give you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, don't don't, don't judge me. <laughs> you know, don't judge me off this. You know, so. Um, but I, I like I said, I try to get out there a little bit with these guys. Do you have cauliflower here? I've been kind of. It doesn't look no. like you have much. No. 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 Wow. How did I you wore a tornado? That? I wore a tornado. Yes, you did. Yep. I wore a tornado. I still wear, I still wear headgear. I wore a tornado. I wear a tornado in practice. Like you, you look at me. You, my guys clown me. I wear knee pads, tape ankles. You know, headgear. You know, I'm not ashamed. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I rather protect myself and whatnot than you know. Everybody, oh man, coach, you need call for it. No, I do not. I don't want it. No, I do not need it. No, I do not. So I do not want it. <laughs> Everything. So I want my tornado everywhere I go. Really? Wow. You don't. You don't want it. I don't want. It. You do not no. want it. No. no. I. I don't want nobody to know that I'm a wrestler or anything like that. You. You don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um. If you weren't wrestling, what would you be doing? You think? Woo! That was a good question. I mean, to be honest with you, that is a good question. I probably most likely will be, you know, probably a preacher. <laughs> really? Or, or a motivational speaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe motivational speaking comes with the wrestling and the sports and the lifestyle, you know, I have. But most likely a preacher. <laughs> really? <laughs> huh. Cool. I mean, um, that can kind of, yeah go hand in hand preacher motivational speaking I mean in, in a way it is mm-hmm. you know when you, I believe that's what I would be doing yeah would you still be in Oklahoma do you think probably not you uh-huh. know probably not um, like I said as much as I now that I have the confidence that I can live outside of Oklahoma <laughs> you know I'd always come back now if you had told me this fifteen years ago I probably would be in Oklahoma <laughs> but, but once again. You know, you never know what guy has in store for you. You know, yeah. you just don't. And the deal is, is, you know, that's the funny thing. When you make plans, you, you think you got this, this down and you don't. And, and, and when you get redirected to a different environment, different place, you try to fight it. You keep looking back. And what, you know, I had to learn is, yeah, I keep looking back when God has something in the future for me ahead. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you keep looking back, you gonna miss out what's ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, that, that was big. What I look back and take from that. I didn't like it at the time, but mm-hmm. I'm very grateful. I did because like I said, with the, the knowledge and the people I met that I'm close to now, you know, from the different areas I've lived at, I wouldn't trade it. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you at now? Are you, so you're in Norman, are you in a, are you renting or do you have an apartment right now? I'm with my mom right now. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I told her after 25 years, my mom come back home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. So, um, oh, was so. she, was she happy? Yeah. She, she, yeah. she's yeah. happy. Yeah. Like that, but she knows it's only for a little bit time. She knows it's only for a short distance. <laughs> she knows, you know, I'm sure she'll eventually get tired of me. Like, yeah. All right, I got a taste of where, where you been. Get out. <laughs> no, that's why I said I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, you know, just join the time here until I find we find a house and mm-hmm. you know and get get situated. Mm-hmm. And what about um, do you have any siblings? I got a lot of siblings, but I have biologically, I have three brothers and one sister. But then, mm-hmm. then, you know, with the families I lived with, the families that took me in, you know, those are my siblings as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I I say I have about 10 extra. <laughs> yeah. that, you know, so I got a, a lot of family, you know, okay. that I call my brothers and sisters. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, that those are families that took me in, that, that showed me love and, and helped raise me when mm-hmm. when have to so um 
that's big. You know, yeah. you don't think, you know, family, family is just, you know, is beyond just blood and related, you know, there's your family. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in this wrestling community, it just seems like everywhere you go, your family almost expands a little bit every time, each time you just kind of meet somebody new and you're just slowly getting bigger. Right. And that's the deal, man. Like it's a small, it might be a small community, but in the wrestling community, you know, you know, who, who's what, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's the good thing. Um, yeah. You look out for each other. Like you said, it's usually, it's usually the ear that gives it away. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you used it like, hey, you wrestle? Hold up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's just what it is. <laughs> so people probably don't recognize you too much. You probably keep a pretty low profile. They're not like, hey, that's Tion Ware. Yeah, I'm I'm past and old. You yeah. know, I'm past and old. You know, know what I mean? I'm 20 years beyond. Unless you, you know, we went to school together and everything like that. Um wait you know nobody remembers my name they the few the adults you know you know you know i have a rare name once they hear like tion where you know they'll they'll, they'll come back you know because there's not too many people with my name mm-hmm. and so and when they hear that they you know oh yeah yeah i used to watch you back in the day. I was like, that's cool <laughs> you know and everything like that did you get a lot of different name pronunciations besides oh, tion yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Tyrone, <laughs> Tyon. Um, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's usually that right there. You know, mm-hmm. Aon. I'm like, I think the Y throws everybody off. It was just T E O N. It would have been Tion. Yeah. Got mm-hmm. Yeah, they would have got it. So what did so. you just listen for your last name? Because I, I yeah. got, I mean, even though it's Kelby and it looks simple enough, I mean, Colby, Caleb, Shelby, like, I got all sorts of names. So if I just heard Bachman, I'm like, okay, that's me. Yeah, so. yeah. No, once I heard Kayon, where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, yeah, I got it. I got a guard and get it. I got a guard and get it. I got a guard and get it. Woke up the morning, I looked in the mirror, said, I got a guard and get it. I got a guard and get it. I got a guard and I got a yeah. I got a guard and get it. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Tian Ware, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and my brand new Facebook page to hear more of my content. I also have a new website you can visit at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Take care, and we will see you next time.